Hey, welcome to 49ers Friday. Grant Cohn, Ryan Hensley. Um, turn down just a little bit. Uh, uh, practice just ended two hours ago. We're going to give our impressions of some news uh, as well. Before we start, I want to hype. I want to plug 49ersqcmerch.com. Uh, we just got the uh, more on him in a minute T-shirts and mugs and stuff. So if you want to buy that, check it out. Five uh, percent off CHP1, and you get ten percent off if you're a member to this YouTube channel. Just email me. Anyway, Ryan, the Niners just signed wide receiver Willie Sneed, about twenty-nine years old, about to turn thirty. What do you think of this signing? You know, it's interesting signing. I've actually been calling for the last few days. It, the Wide receiver unit beyond to me, beyond Debo and Ayuk is a little, a little, uh, I don't know, concerning. So I've been hoping that they would go out in free agency and sign a wide receiver. And I was glad they did. They brought in a few today and signed Snead. Uh, you know, Snead, it's hard to tell what you're going to get with him. His first two years, he actually almost got a thousand yards in his first two seasons uh, with Drew Brees on the Saints. So he, he was the second leading receiver on those teams. Uh, and then apparently had a, a, a DUI in the offseason. Saints suspended him for three games. Uh, and he never really bounced back with the Saints. He had like another good year or two um, since then. So he's kind of been bouncing around. You know, you know he has potential to, to do it. It's a question whether he's still got that same potential that he had in the past. And maybe he just needs the right situation. So uh, it's definitely interesting. But overall, I'm glad that, that we brought in some receivers and, and signed uh, Sneed, um, I just think, you know, and I know we're going to go over it soon, but Jawan Jennings having a lot of drops is a bit concerning. Uh, Ray, Ray McLeod, we're not sure what he's going to do. So I think the signing is good. I think the more competition the better, whether he makes the team and the 53 man or not, I just think it's good um, to bring in some more competition. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think it's interesting. I'm looking at his numbers. This guy essentially from 2015 to 2020 started more games than not. Uh, he played a lot. 2015, he got 100 targets, 101. 2016, he got 104 targets. And like even as recently as 2020, he started eight games, got 48 targets on Baltimore. Uh, now, last year, he bounced around, was on Carolina and, and the Raiders. He might be washed. Wide receivers don't last that long. But from what I've seen in camp in the Niners, they have two wide receivers on this team, two. Uh, Ray Ray's kind of a gadget guy. Jawan Jennings, I, he's been good. And he just is having a pretty bad camp. So the more the merrier, like Danny Gray does nothing most of the time and he hasn't played at, at all with the starters yet. So uh, maybe Willie Sneed could actually play a little bit for the minor. I think this is an interesting signing. Yeah, I think it's a good signing. At least let's give it a shot. Um, and I know we're going to go over the wide receivers later, but uh, I'm glad that they signed him, bring in some competition. And we'll see what, what he can do. He's out of Ball State, big hands, like 10 and a quarter inch hands, and you know, 33 inch arms. So. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how he does. It's a possibility. I, I thought this was a need for the Niners. I mean, Marcus Johnson's in the concussion protocol. We'll say why in a minute. But the, I, it's not just that they needed to replace Marcus Johnson as a body in, in camp. I think they actually need to bring in more competition for this number three wide receiver spot because Danny Gray looks like he's a ways away. Um, only guy he can really beat on this team is Ambry Thomas. More on him in a minute. More on him in a minute. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And they That's, cut to, to, to see her Mac today as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. So, Willie Sneed, get ready. Learn the playbook because the Niners <laughs> need you. Yeah. Now, we mentioned Marcus Johnson. Fred Warner knocked out Marcus Johnson, gave him a concussion. 
he's in the concussion protocol. This was when this was right before the fight with Ayuk. And what's interesting about that is everyone focused on the fight. And I have I noticed I pointed out like Marcus is laying down over there. He's still on the ground. He's hurt. Everyone's focused on Warner and Fred and what a what an important moment it was for the team. Well, it came at the expense of Marcus Johnson. Got hit by a teammate in practice. What do you think? Well, you know, based on Fred Warner and what we know about Fred Warner, I'm sure he feels pretty bad. I know when you're in the heat of the battle, you're competing. <clears throat> Sometimes you can let things get a little carried away. You know, your adrenaline's rushing. He just got into it with Ayuk prior to that. So he probably wasn't really being clear-headed in his thought patterns. I'm sure he regrets doing this, but, you know, these kind of mistakes can't happen. Um, you know, I'm not sure, you know, we'll go over Marcus Johnson maybe in a minute. I, I'm not sure how he's even doing. I haven't heard much about him, but that's kind of irrelevant. You know, uh, it's just unnecessary to hurt a teammate, put him in concussion protocol because you lost your cool. Um, and again, we know Fred Warner's a good guy. You know, things just probably got a little carried away. I'm sure he regrets it, I would imagine. What bothered me about it, I'm sure he regrets it now, uh, was that he didn't show any remorse in the moment. In fact, it looked like he was trying to send Brandon Ayuk a message. Like, you don't like the way I practice? Watch this. Do something about it. It was kind of what, how I took it. Because he did it, and then he flexed and looked at Ayuk. Like, come get some if you want some. Which I thought was wrong. But, I mean, a lot of people would say, hey, it's brought out the best in Ayuk. And maybe it has. But poor Marcus Johnson. Yeah. Poor Marcus Johnson. I mean, a concussion is serious. This could have lasting effects. So, for example, today, um, Tervarius Moore knocks down Jawan Jennings. Jennings catches the ball over the middle. Safety comes in, hits him hard. Shouldn't do that. Immediately picks him up, and they hit each other on the helmet. And it makes it clear, hey, I'm I'm sorry. You're my teammate. We're good. I mean, handle it right there. Really, that's what Fred Warner should have done. But the way I saw it was he was trying to send a message to the offense, which makes it worse. But maybe his methods worked for Ayuk. But, dude, he really owes Marcus Johnson like more than an apology. Yeah, that's tough, especially when he's a guy like Marcus Johnson who's competing to just make the team. Yeah. And now he doesn't have the opportunity to compete. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, you know, I think Fred Warner's a good guy and he probably feels bad about it, but um, yeah, it was a boneheaded decision. I'm sensitive to players like that. I mean, that's Marcus Johnson, that's like the, the Eric Crockers of the world. You know, the guy who gets invited to camp and really needs to play well and now doesn't get an opportunity because Warner was sending a message to Ayuk, like, come on. Come yeah. on, man couple of millionaires, yep. and this is the collateral damage is the, the camp body. Anyway, Fred Warner learned from it. He seems so mature, but this was a learning experience for – guy, was he 25, 26? Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Still, still young. But, yeah, it's, you know, when you're fighting, you know, I'm guilty of, you know, caught up in the moment, the heat of the battle. Yeah. You're just competing, and you're not really thinking, like, uh, as well as you maybe should be. So, you know, I've done things like that in the past. You know, I know Fred Warner's a good guy. Hopefully he learns from it. I'm sure he feels awful, um, unfortunate for, for Marcus Johnson. Yeah, I, I wonder if, if from Warner's perspective, he's thinking, you know, like this is a football field. He's got to be ready for, you know, he's got to have a head, his head on a swivel and be prepared for a defender to be there, even if I'm not going to hit him as hard. Like collisions happen. I just, I don't know. Was he not expecting it at all? Anyway, I hope Marcus Johnson's okay and this isn't an issue long term. Yeah. Um. Yesterday, the Niners had an off day. Brian Greasy spoke to reporters for 12 minutes, was asked about Jimmy G. Has he talked to him or texted him? You saw what he said. What do you think? Well, he basically said, you know, I sent, he said, well, yeah, I sent him a text, but I leave that relationship basically up to Kyle Shanahan. So he hasn't even talked to Jimmy Garoppolo no. in any depth 
whatsoever. Um, if if there's anybody out there that really still thinks Jimmy's going to be back on this team, this should tell you everything you need to know. The quarterback coach has not even spoken with the guy. Yeah. So, you know, this just puts the nail in the coffin on that one for me. I know there are a few people that think he may still be around, but, you know, he talked about wine riding on this. I made a bet with my dad. So please. There you go. Right. Uh, you know, he talked about his career and uh, there was a time when he was held late in the process past June where he couldn't get to his new team uh, and it, how it really hindered him. And, you know, if I'm making a prediction, I think the Niners either trade or cut Jimmy by Thursday of this coming week. That's my prediction. I could be completely wrong, but I feel like we're approaching a level to where it's like, you know, we got to do what's best for the team, obviously, but now you're just kind of being a jerk to Jimmy now a little bit, you know, it's time to let him go or trade him in my opinion, uh, by the end of next week for the first preseason game. I don't think they're going to do that. I think what yeah. they're going to do, I think, because I, look, I think they're trying to get lucky. I think they know that the odds are against them here, but they've taken it this far. They want to trade him. They said they want to trade him. So how could they get lucky? Deshaun Watson could get suspended for the entire year. Although yeah. if he appeals, then he can play this year, right? So maybe that's not the luck they need. But that would be one thing. If something happened with Deshaun and Cleveland changed their mind. But there's other things. There's training camp that's going on. There's the three preseason games. There's the possibility, however remote it may be, that a quarterback hurt gets hurt and the Niners get lucky. I mean, it happened for the Eagles once upon a time, didn't it? They got lucky, essentially. Yeah. Although it's hard to say Teddy Bridgewater blowing out his knee is a team getting lucky. But that's the kind of luck the Niners are hoping for. Mm. I think they're committed to it. And I think, essentially, I don't know if they take it into the regular season. Maybe not. Um, but I think they'll take it up right till the very end. At, at minimum, I think you could be right. I, yeah. I, I'm just, I'm just feeling for me like we're reaching you a point be where right. it's like you should have cut him yeah. last week or last month. But yeah. man, I think they're committed. Yeah, I mean that's harsh. If that, if you're Jimmy, I mean, I mean, it, business is business, but yeah. damn, like you want to get out of here and start your your next job and get going and prepare for the season. And I wonder like what point. And I'm not a huge Jimmy supporter yeah. or anything like that, but I feel like. You know, we're in the first preseason game is on Friday. Like, enough's enough. Let's cut them uh, and, and let's move on. But you're probably right, to be honest. Let me tell you something else, else that I learned. Jimmy Garoppolo is not in the quarterback meetings because he doesn't want to be there. Not that the Niners are like, don't come. I mean, he's invited. He's like, no, I'm good. I don't want to be in this team. Yeah. So that's very interesting. Not in the quarterback meetings because he doesn't want to be there. Also, he's free to throw wherever he wants. He could throw off site, but he chooses to throw on the field when the media is out there. So yeah. I think and nothing against him. The Niners have created this entire situation, not his fault, but uh, he's being held hostage. He's yeah. not preparing just in case they keep him. And he's putting himself in front of the media every day. So someone can pop, can say, hey, Jimmy looks great. Although right. He doesn't. <laughs> right. Sorry. Yeah, it's a sideshow. It's a yeah. sideshow. You know, that's why I'm like hoping that maybe, you know, we can pull something off this week or the Niners can pull something off this week, hopefully trade them. But I, like I've been saying this whole time, I think they're going to cut them and I'm hoping they do it before Thursday. Let the guy go. He's a distraction. It's the right thing to do. Like it's That's just enough. Is enough. I want to ask you like, wh what is the reason that Colin Kaepernick isn't in the NFL anymore? Cause he's a backup. Who's a distraction, right? You can't have, it's not his fault. It's just too much media around him. What the mm -hmm. hell is Jimmy right now? <laughs> right. What is Jimmy? He's a distraction backup quarterback. Gotta go. We shouldn't even be talking about him. I mean, that that's why to me, like, 
Yeah. You keep in these reports. All these teams are interested in Jimmy Garoppolo. It was on NFL rumors yesterday. If that's the truth, then why haven't they made the trade? What are we waiting for? Yeah, the Giants supposed to be interested. Are they? I don't know. They seem like they're interested in Jimmy Garoppolo the way that like a hyena is interested in like roadkill, like only if it's dead, like we're not actually invested in hunting for this, but if it's just presented to me on a platter for free, maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah. but it seems like that's the kind of interest. Like people are just buzzard circling and saying like, you're going to get cut. You're going to get cut. Yeah. Uh, that's the way I see it. They're interested in his release date. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry for the grim analogy. Seth says prediction. I will break out this year and get a five-year <laughs> contract grant. Do you think he will sign a longer contract at Debo? If so, why? Uh, no, I think this is business now at wide receivers. You get a lot of money and they want to hit. I mean, it's it's pro player to have a shorter contract because the guaranteed money's up after two years anyway. So those next, all the years after that is in the in the organization's interest. I think that's how wide receivers, pass rushers, quarterbacks, the market's in their favor now. That's the way I see it. And the way I, with Ayuk, I wouldn't be surprised. In football, it's very like your season very much depends on the offseason you had. And so far, Ayuk is killing it. He is in phenomenal shape. He's in position to do it. He could. He stays healthy. Yeah. I think you're right, Seth. I mean, I, I agree. I, I said uh, that I think he's going to have a breakout year. I think he's going to be the number one leading receiver. And honestly, after the last week of training camp, I really believe that even more than I did uh, before training camp. He just continues to be the best guy out there. We all know Debo's going to get back to being 100% and be effective. Um, but I just think his style of receiving matches up with, with Trey Lance and Debo's style of receiving matches up with Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you, Seth. Yes. Nope or dope review says O-line can't pass block. How's the run blocking? Elijah went for 90 yards today. It's harder to tell in practice without full contact, but I did notice that like, you know, Armstead's not out there. Kinlaw didn't practice today. Uh, Bosa. Bosa had a lot of time off um, because he just wrecks the practice. Ebukam was it was like their, their line today at times was like a Minahu, uh Givens, Alex Barrett, and Jordan Willis. So it was kind of like a back the backup D line. So and the run game was effective. He had a long run. Ty Davis Price had a run. Uh the pass protection was better. Trey was nine for 13. So I think that's sort of what happened today. Well, you can argue that our backup D line is almost like a starting D line for most teams. It yeah. is very good. Um, but the, the Niners starting D linemen are, I mean, they're just, they just ruin the practice routinely. What, what, especially was that, <clears throat> was that 90 yard run a legit 90 yard run or? No, it wasn't a start. 90. It, it was like he went 40 yards and like Jimmy Ward was like behind him and kind of tagged him and they kind of stopped. But there was no way Ward was going to make that tackle in a real game. It would have been a 90. It was a theoretical 90 yard run. <laughs> there you go. Joseph Stockbridge says, just got my banana hand sticker. Oh, thank you. Is going on second shift soups desk at work. Friendly gesture for not hiring me on the shift. He watches your shows too. I really appreciate it. Thank you. That's cool. Jody Moore says, thanks for all you do. Grant question. Do you have confidence that Trey Lance can run Kyle's offense or will adjustments need to be made schematically? How does the team seem to be feeling him? Yeah, I think he can. Uh, I think he's actually much smarter than Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he's going to be the cerebral quarterback. Uh, he's going to be able to run it like Alex Smith ran Harbaugh's offense, like that level of precision. The question is um, accuracy and spirals. <laughs> well, pretty much for him. Yeah. Spirals. Yeah. Yo, spirals. Yeah. Spirals. Yeah. 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 I don't think any of the mental stuff is going to be a problem for Trey Lance. And they're already saying he's coaching people on the offense already. Yeah. He's that invested. He's that smart. It's just the way he throws the ball. 
it's 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 like nothing he does is mechanically how you would teach it, but mm-hmm. it seems to work for him more often. Than <clears throat> All Niners says, even if it happens, why wouldn't the Browns just play one game with Brissett against the sorry-ass Jaguars and sign Jimmy? Everyone knows the Niners are not going to hold Jimmy into the season. Yeah, I think that's – I feel like that's what's happening. So yep. the Niners keep playing this game of chicken. I think Agreed. you're right. Let's see him keep him into the season then. Come on. Don't <laughs> million back up, please. Sean says Niners are playing it smart, keeping Jimmy on the side in camp. Why? Because if he gets released, he could potentially go to Seattle. Not wise. That's uh, – he's part of Niners practice. See, to me – you shouldn't care where Jimmy goes. You traded this much to replace him. That means you don't like him. Now all of a sudden you're you're having second thoughts. You're worried that he might go to the okay. You should want him to go to Seattle. Good. I know that's the way I look at it. All of a sudden yeah. you're scared. If you're scared about him going to Seattle, keep him on the team. Yeah, I don't I, I wouldn't worry if I'm GM or Kyle Shanahan. Bye. You know, if I'm you're not scared, go to church. <laughs> the remix hurts. <laughs> Jody Moore says, why did they work out another quarterback today? Does Kyle want a quarterback competition? Is it possible the quarterback was there to help work out Willie Sneed? You need someone to throw the ball. I'm just thinking. Maybe they want another practice guy. I don't know. Maybe. <clears throat> um, okay, let's talk about Trey Lance's grip on the ball. This was alerted to me uh, by email by someone named – let me get his name because he gets credit for this. His name is <laughs> what a start. Hold on, his name's Edward something. I want to get the name because he's hella smart. Edward Gaines. No, I don't know who it is. I'll find it in a minute when you're talking. Edward emailed me and said, "Look at the way Trey Lance holds the football. It's different from most quarterbacks. It's different from Sudfeld. It's different from Purdy." And I looked, and it's true. The way he holds the ball is a little unorthodox. At least that's the way I see it. I didn't play football. I played baseball, but I always wanted to have the the laces on my fingertips, or at least that first knuckle, somewhere around there. He has the laces on his pinky, and then it comes down into his hand. It's like really underneath his second knuckles, which to me is um, just strange. And I don't know if that's contributing contributing to the wobble or whatever, but it just seems like why would you want your pinky? Why, why would you want the, the laces underneath, like, your palm? Wouldn't you want them on your fingertips? Like, how do you throw a football, Ryan? Does it, I don't know. What do you think? Well, <clears throat> there's a lot to that. I mean, is that just one pitcher? Um, you know, or does he do this every time would be my first All question. Time. Any pitcher you find. Okay. Because I know sometimes when you're, throwing a, when you're yeah. throwing a football and you spin it, you may not get it exactly where you want right. it. Right, right. So that, that may be – this is how he, this is what he wants. This is how he positions the ball in his hand. It's how he likes it. Looks like he's almost choking the ball. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah, gripping. I, it. I think there have been there's been variances. You know, if you look at all the different quarterbacks, they all have their own, you know, little differences. So it's not something that concerns me. I'm not educated enough in the quarterback coaching position to analyze that yeah. deep into the mechanics. But um, you know, it did look a little different on the pitcher than a lot of people. Uh, but again, I don't know if I can really say that that's what he's trying to do <clears throat> if that's what he's trying to do then maybe it is a little different and you know it'd be a good question yeah. you know if you get a chance to talk to trey lance ask him about that is yeah. that something he does and why you know. yeah why he does it that way i mean i'm sure other quarterbacks do it that way too and it works for them but i think with lance it's fair to say that whatever he's doing doesn't necessarily work great and like for him like Right now, I say he's definitely better than Jimmy Garoppolo, sure. But that's not the bar for him. He's supposed to be a great quarterback 
who gets a second contract and gets, you know, like $500 million. Like he's not there yet. And for him to get to that level, he's going to have to learn to throw a better spiral. And maybe there are little things he could practice, little adjustments. Maybe just how he holds the ball. Something to think about. I don't know. It just, it just, Ed pointed it out and I noticed it and I'm like, yeah, you know, that is kind of weird. Yeah. I'd like to know, like, what is it about, what is it about this particular grip that you like? I'm sure, sure, clearly he likes to have his, his pinky anchored on the lace. But to me, at least when I throw a football, I like to have my middle and ring finger on the, on the laces just to have a better feel for it. And to me, it feels like, it just looks like he's squeezing the ball hard. It looks like he's throwing a changeup. Like when you throw a baseball and you put it into your palm like that, that's a changeup. It seems like he could throw the ball even harder with even, you know, a, a better spiral. I don't, but I don't know. I, I'm just a, a JV baseball player who hasn't played baseball in 17 years. So, or maybe last right. year. Yeah. Well, I mean, I it's, it's weird. It, I think it's improved from last year. And, you know, you know, I know he had a broken pinky, right? It was his pinky. Yes, it was broken. No, no, it was, it was the index finger. It was the index finger. The index finger. So I know he had a broken pinky last year. But it definitely has improved. You know, I don't know if it's just because his finger has healed or if he's been working on those mechanics. But, you know, he wants to be the best quarterback. I think the difference, like, you know, compared to, like, Kaepernick, for example, he he was always the same guy, never changed anything, didn't really seem like he cared to change anything. Right. You know, with Trey Lance, he already looks way better with his delivery than Kaepernick ever looked, and he wants to improve it. So uh, I'm just trying to help. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm going to start because he's, he's either the kind of guy who leaves no stone unturned. So I don't know if you've thought of this variable. It's another variable. Well, think about it. Try the other way. Well, that's the job okay. of quality control. You know? I, I'm just trying to do my job. You got to do your I'm job. Looking at Nate, I'm, hey, one thing about Nate Sudfield, bad quarterback, great spiral. Mm. Great spiral. He can spin that ball. And all I can when he has, he has his – he throws the ball the way I would expect everyone to throw the ball. Anyway, Trey – Think about why you throw the ball the way you do. Ask yourself if it's <laughs> contributing to the problem or if it's part of the solution and maybe play around with a different grip. Something to think about. Right. Try it and out. If and you do it, it works 10% of the entire contract. The second yep. contract, please. I agree. Yeah. I'm just trying to get him paid. All right. <laughs> it's nice of you, Grant. Look out for him. <laughs> Jody Moore says someone also posted a pic of Patrick Mahoney holding the ball the same way. Well, great. I'm just saying there are some athletes that can – that, that are great no matter how they do anything. I'm saying Lance has an issue right now. I'm not going to call it a problem. He has an issue. And I'm just offering potential solutions because Parag will hold it against him in that negotiating room in four years. And I'm just trying to get a, get, get ahead of it. How does it, how they say it in the corporate world? I'm trying to get ahead of it. Yeah. Yeah, I can picture Parag just showing slow motion video of his ducks. Wobble. <laughs> $500 million for this? Huh? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So the best player in camp on defense is Nick Bosa. The best player in camp on offense is Brandon Ayuk. This is well-documented. We don't need to discuss that. They're doing great. I think it's fair to talk about the worst player in camp. And I do this not to make fun of the player, seriously, or roast him. I do this because every time I come down hard on a player, he turns his whole camp around, his entire career around, plays great, and everything works out. So I'm doing this, again, as quality control because I know this player is going to prove me wrong. I end up having a great career and a great camp. But right now, this player is struggling. Can you guess what I'm going to say? I would guess it's offensive line. No. Hmm. Then no. Ambry Thomas. Oh, uh, yeah. Ambry Thomas is too – like, let me give you the stat. I just went through my, my – I take notes, and I try to – I get – 
every throw, who it went to, who caught it, who dropped it. And I try to get who was in coverage. That's tough. Sometimes it's zone. But I do a pretty good job. I went through every single practice so far. According to my notebook, he's been targeted 20 times. He's given up 17 catches. It's not, it's good. not good. It's not, not good. good. Now, it's just week one. He can improve. Uh, if he plays well in preseason, no one will care. But it's discouraging because he, he played so well at the end of last year. He was improving. His confidence was soaring. Now, all of a sudden, he's back to the original Ambry with no confidence, who's not even close. And I wonder, you know, what did them signing Traverius Ward, did that really hurt his confidence? Because that was a big vote of no confidence for, hey, buddy, thanks for all you did down the stretch. Uh, but now you're going back to the bench. And we'll see you in a few years. Maybe. Uh, that's tough for a young player to feel like, I've got some momentum in this league and be like, actually, no, no, I don't. Um, I don't know what yeah. it is, but I hope he can turn it around because I know he can play better than this. And like, he's getting beat by Danny Gray. Danny Gray doesn't beat anybody. No offense to the Danny Gray fans out there, but like he's, he'll beat Ambry. And a lot of people say Nate Sudfeld's having a good camp, high completion percentage. Yeah, man. Tony against Ambry. <laughs> so Ambry, I hope you do better because people, people notice and you've done better. You can do better than this. Ambry. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I haven't been able to watch any of the training camp yet, but I have seen the numbers and, and what you tell me. And that's unfortunate, too, because with Ambry Thomas last year, <clears throat> he started off, you know, a little rough, got better mm -hmm. by the end of the year. He was always, you know, in the right. I know you, I think you took issue with my tweet or, or this conversation, but he was always in the right place. Right. He just never made a play on the ball. And that was yeah. the growth that we were looking, uh, hoping that he would take this year. And now it sounds like he's. Um, taking a step back, even in being in the yeah. right place. I would say so. Uh, so that that's unfortunate. You know, hopefully when games start, he can come around, but it, there may be the Charvarius Ward effect. And you would think it would make him better watching uh, guys like that. Um, but maybe it's taking the opposite effect on him. I don't know, but still young. Hopefully he can make a push and make a comeback. Do you, do you think he has a chance of being beat out by some of these rookies that we have? I was actually wondering that today. Like he's playing so poorly they have to keep him on the team over someone who's outplaying him in camp. And, you know, maybe maybe how you play in camp is at the end-all, be-all, but he needs to step it up. He needs to give them a reason to keep him on the team. And he did last year. Again, that's why this is strange to me. I expected Ambry to be better than last year. And right now it's like he has no – he's playing with zero confidence. And it's not like he's giving up a bunch of catches in front of him. He's letting the ball go over his head. Like, dude, uh, you're not going to be a cornerback very long if you keep playing like this. So hopefully this segment right now is right here is what he needed to jumpstart his career because I know he can play better. Maybe Fred Warren's in face. Brandon, hundred percent healthy right now. There's no. What I understand. I mean, maybe not. From what he's out there every day. Okay. Ambry, please. Tanyan says Josh Allen's biggest issues were accuracy mechanicals uh, in his first year or two. If Trey is as smart and willing to work on his flaws as he says he is, yeah, agree. And again, he was really good today. He was nine thirteen with a drop. So. Um, the two, like he, he missed two deep passes that happens. Uh, so I, I, I'm not trying to cause panic. We all know there are certain issues. I'm just trying to give explanations. Aaron Jacobs says is Lance throwing the ball softer. Yeah. He's throwing changeups. <laughs> I, I, I said he was, yes, he is. Yeah. He absolutely is. You know, um, Colin Kaepernick, great thrower could really spin the football. Couldn't throw a fade in the backside of the end zone. Right. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't want a Super Bowl if he could. Lance can do that. Yeah. Lance can do that right now. So he yeah, already good. has more touch than I think Kaepernick ever had. How has Aziz looked so far? Aziz looks great. 
And when they go to nickel, he comes off the field and Greenlaw stays on. I don't get that. Because to me, Aziz is a far superior player. No defense to Dre Greenlaw, who's also good. But what? Yeah, that's different. You would think, it, who's faster? Isn't uh, Al Aziz maybe, faster? Maybe Greenlaw, I guess. But uh, I think, I think. Uh, that's probably why they're doing it. He's because of the speed on nickel packages. Maybe. Probably. I would think. All right. Let's play a game called Concerned or Confident. You can lead it. All right. So, uh, you know, with this, we'll just go through everybody on uh, all the position groups on the team and just give me your grade. Uh, let me know if you're concerned or confident. And you can be you could be both. You could have questions. Um, so first group for me. I, um, well, let me ask you, how do you have the coaches graded? Are you concerned or confident? Do you have questions? Interesting. Um, it's an excellent coaching staff, but I do have and I'm, I'm confident in them, but I have questions. And I would I'd give him an A minus. Uh, D'Amico, I don't have any questions with him. The, the defense, the, the defensive side of the ball is so good. D'Amico's really good. Caseric's uh, the best. The DB, uh, the, the defense, the the secondary coach Corey Unlin, former defensive coordinator who was with the Patriots and Matt Patricia and Bill, he's good. I think the defense is pretty much set. The offense, though, it's funny. It's Kyle's baby, but like so many new position coaches. They lost McDaniel. They lost the tight end coach, the running back coach, the wide receiver coach. So I think there's a lot of – what is Brian Greasy? He jokes so much, like, I don't even know what kind of coach I am. Yeah, man, you got a big task ahead of you. Like, what are you up to it? So I, there's, a lot, there's a lot of questions on the offense. And then I know it's tough for Niner fans to hear, but as great as Kyle is at drawing up plays and put to get, putting together a playbook, he still has questions to answer as a head coach. So I'm saying A-minus. And I think that's – I mean, yeah, I wouldn't, I think that's I wouldn't go B-range. Yeah. I think that's fair. I have I, I give him an A. I, I think I'm confident. Some some questions there, like you said, like one of the questions that, that I'm worried about is is he gonna run Trey Lance too much? I really don't want to see a ton of design runs for Trey Lance, maybe a couple a game, if that. Like I'd rather just you know make sure he's healthy, keep him in there because then the next quarterback in uh is a little scary for me. But uh, you know, overall, you know, I think they're coming into their you know, Shannon's on his six years, the head coach for the 49ers. He's got a ton of experience under his belt. So hopefully he's learned. Um, you know, I like Anthony Lynn. I think he's a good addition yes. for the running backs. They've always had good running back coaches with the 49ers. I think Anthony Lynn is another one. Um, you know, and I think Greasy may be a good uh, role model uh, for Trey Lance or, or what's the word? Mentor. Obviously, they're different kind of quarterbacks, but he's an older guy. Uh, he's played the position. Um, he understands the system. So one thing with this coaching staff, Kyle in particular, he he and they haven't shown that they can develop and nurture a young quarterback. And now they have Trey Lance. And so if Lance works out, they'll be an A plus coaching staff pretty much. Yeah. You understand? And if they don't, if he doesn't work out, ooh, all of a sudden you look at Kyle way differently. So I think he understands it. But his reputation is so deeply intertwined with Trey's development. Uh, a lot of, a lot of stake here. Yeah, it's Kyle's gonna do everything he can to make Trey successful. I would hope. Uh, yeah. Gabe Rocha says, "Howdy." Really seems like Sudfeld has been flexing his arm more than Lance. Funny because you would expect it to be the opposite. No. Well, I mean, I'm just saying the Sudfeld gets the, to play with Ayuk and, and Debo and throw against um, Ambry all the time. So maybe there that's part know. of it. Uh, yeah. But maybe maybe Sudfeld's better than I think. Although I I don't think so. Let's keep going. What's next? So, so that brings up the next one. Are, are you concerned or confident with the quarterback room? Do you have questions and what would the grades be? I am concerned about the quarterback room. Um, I would give it a 
Hold on. Let me see. I'm gonna see what your, what your grades are. Yeah, I give you the same grade, B minus, B minus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Trey, but 22 didn't play last year. Didn't play the year before that. Uh, Niners could have prepared him. Could have given him seven starts last year. Probably would have done even better last year. They'd be in better spot now, but they didn't. Um, they also could have got rid of Jimmy Garoppolo and gotten a real backup quarterback. Didn't do that. They have Nate Sudfeld. And the question is, I mean, obviously, if, if Trey Lance goes down for the season, Niners are screwed. doesn't matter who your backup is. If he goes down for a, a month, that backup quarterback matters. If yes. he can get you three wins out of, you know, if he can win two out of three games like Colt McCoy did for the Arizona Cardinals, you're still in the playoff race. If you lose three games, that could be it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about Nate Sudfeld. He's never started a game in his life. I, I don't know. They could have had Tyrod mm-hmm. Taylor, but they kept on, they kept on to Jimmy. So be minus. Yeah, I mean, based on the backups and then Trey's body of work, honestly, the grade should be lower. I just I just brought it up to a B minus because of Trey's potential yeah. of what he could possibly become. But honestly, that's a big unknown. Tons of questions, tons of concerns there. Um, I give him a B minus simply because I think Trey has a ton of potential to be an A quarterback. Um, and so that brings up the whole room. But again, it's unknown. So definitely concern, definitely questions. Although, I, you know, if I had to bet, I would think Trey Lance is going to be a good quarterback in the NFL. Me too. Uh, it, it hasn't happened yet. So it's hard to, you know, say if that's going to be true or not until we see a large body of work. From what he showed in that second half of the Houston Texans game, I mean, that was a must-win game. He eviscerated them in the second half. He became very, very confident as that game went on. Yeah, I feel like he's going to be a good quarterback. Now, is he yeah. going to get a huge second contract from the 49ers? We'll find out. We'll yeah. find out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, con- concerned or confident with the running backs? And what are the questions and the grades there? All right. All right. Um, I'm going to give this an A minus two. I really like the running backs. Uh, to me, Elijah Mitchell, no one's really talking about him, but I think he's in the running to lead the league in rushing this year. He's wow. bigger. He had 18 carries a game last year. That's a ton. And I don't see them all of a sudden. Uh, I'm trying to ban someone. Okay, there you go. There's a buy. I don't <laughs> see them taking that down. I mean, he just put on 10 pounds. I think they're saying, "Look, man, we want to give you a, we want to give you a big load. You are a terrific running back. You're so efficient. You never fumble. We want to give you more. Can you handle it? And I think he's trying to. So I think you got him who could he could lead the league in rushing. You got Debo, who's the best running back in the league, and he only does it sometimes when you need to win the game. He can do that. My only question is, like, do they have a third down back? Uh, someone that you could throw the ball to out of the backfield on third down. Like, it's to me, it's still use check. But I put him in the running back group, too. He's a he's a really good player. Yeah. And they're running I think you, really good. I think I, I think if you put uh, juice check and Debo into the running back group, um, then I can understand your grade. I actually went a lot lower. I wasn't including Debo and I wasn't including yeah. juice check. I was just I cheated. Elijah Mitchell I cheated. and everyone else. What's that? I cheated. I cheated. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, I gave him a B uh, because just to me, I think they're solid, uh, but I think they benefit from a strong running game and scheme with the 49ers. I haven't yet seen any of the running backs that we have, not including Juice Check or Debo, become that elite running back, uh, top five, top 10 in the NFL. So it, it's great to hear Elijah Mitchell. You think he can. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. All I can base my grade is on what they've done so far and what they've done in camp. But my only thing with Mitchell is like, he can't catch. He's a really good player. I think they want him to be a third down back, but he clanked the ball yesterday, like two days ago off his chest. Uh, I don't know who, the, who is going to be the guy who catches passes for them. 
Maybe Jeff Wilson Jr., although he's not super fast. Maybe Jermichael Hasty again. Or Jordan Mason. I like Jordan Mason. I, was, I had that question for you. I was – I don't know. From what I'm hearing, I'm, I'm a little worried for Hasty. Sounds like Mason could maybe beat him out and be that third and long. Yeah. I mean, Mason is just like a goal – I mean, they're just built oppositely. Mason's a, a goal line back, but he really has – he's big and he has good hands. Um, the, the one guy, Ty Davis Price, he's looks like he's got some bursts to the edge. He can't catch either. Uh, he's another two down back. I don't know why. And Trey Sermon, I mean, he has no burst, but he has good hands. He's actually a little bit kind of like Jordan Mason. He can catch the ball. I don't know. They have a lot of bodies here. I think they're pretty much good, though, with Debo and Elijah Mitchell. I, really, when those two guys are healthy, that's the best one-two punch in the league, I think. Am I missing who's, who's Who's leading, TDP or Trey Sermon? Who's leading? Uh, is better? Out of the I like TDP. I mean, Trey Sermon is better. Like he's a, He can catch. Uh, but TDP has a – He's decisive and he has a burst. That that's what Mostert had. Like Trey Sermon is the guy who's indecisive. Like Tevin Coleman. Oh, I don't know where to go. Let me cut back. No, wait. Like they they don't like that. Mm-hmm. Elijah Mitchell very decisive. Mostert very decisive. Tidy tight Davis Price seems that way too. I I like Ty Davis Price better. Faster, Good. stronger, runs harder. Yeah. All right. Well, well uh, conservative game says Trey Lace uh, Trey Lance under over three hundred yards passing versus Bears. Under. Under. They're going to run so freaking – you you have no idea how much they're going to run the ball. <laughs> Abu Marco – they're going to th- pass the ball as much as they have to. Abu Marco 23 says, Eli looked good catching at the end of the season. I mean, I think you could throw screens to him, but can you throw him on an – can you throw the, him the ball on an angle route against a linebacker? I don't know. Jeff Wilson Jr., you can. No doubt. Which is All why right. he might still make the team. All right, let's talk. Wide receivers concerned or confident? Obviously, they just got Snead. Yep. Uh, what questions, what grades would you give that group? I am concerned. I'm going to give it a B. Ayuk is really good. He looks like he's going to have a Pro Bowl season and get the bag, as it were. Uh, Debo looks like he's not himself. Debo looks like he needs to have a really, really good training camp to get himself ready for week one because he can't outrun Emmanuel Mosley on a fade route. Like he just looks not quite himself. He ran a comeback today and fell down. Debo fell down on the, like Debo has some of the best body control in the league. So um, he'll get there, but usually like the best players are there when camp starts. Ayuk was there. Debo's going to get there. So that's not great. Although he's a great player. He should get there. After that, I don't know what the Niners have a wide receiver. Juwan Jennings hasn't caught a pass from Lance since Saturday. Ray Ray McLeod um, is pretty good, but he's the smallest wide receiver I've ever seen. There's only so much you can do with him. He's like five six. Mm, he's wow. really small. Um, but yeah, you can. I mean, you can use him on gadget stuff. You can throw him down, the ball down the field, but you really gonna throw him a dig over the middle? Like he's little. Like there's only so much you can do with him. He's a gadget player. Is he really a number three? Could he start if he, if someone? Here's the thing. What happens if Debo or Ayuk misses any games? What do you got then? That's where I'm concerned. They don't. They have guys who could maybe be a number three receiver, but I don't see any of these number three receivers who could actually start a game. They want Juwan Jennings to be that guy. I don't think he's that guy. I don't think Ray Ray's that guy. So I don't know. Maybe Willie Sneed, huh? Yeah. I, I yeah. think that's why they signed Sneed. You know, I've been taking a lot of crap uh, this week because I've been saying this, that they need to sign somebody else after Ayuk and Debo. It, it, there's a lot of unknowns, to say the least. Um, and you know, we really like one of those guys goes down, it's a big drop off for the team. So, um, I gave them a B plus just because I think Debo and Ayuk are A's. 
the rest are, are kind of unknown to me. So hopefully Snead is the guy. I'm with you. Sentinel says he's built at 5'9", Ray Ray, but he's actually shorter. Grant, I don't know. It's just how he – it's just an impression in person. I, I'm not saying they're lying, but if you go into to practice, tell me he doesn't look 5'6". Tell me he doesn't look like someone's little brother on the field. I'm just saying. Sorry, Ray yeah. Ray. You're a good player. You're, I actually think he's having a better camp than Jawan, who looks like a grown man but can't catch the ball right now. Sorry, Jawan. How does this? How does his quickness compare to Hasty? Who, Ray Ray? Mm-hmm. I know they're different I mean, positions, but – Different position. Like Ray Ray's got long speed in addition to the quickness. Like you could actually line up Ray Ray wide receiver. He can run a fade route. You can't do that with Jamichael. Um, but Jamichael can actually like block on third down in addition to running routes. Like I don't think you could put McLeod McLeod in the backfield ever. I mean, look yeah. at him. Look yeah. at him. He can't block. So I mean, there are other ways. I mean, you can use him as a receiver on extended handoffs outside, but you can't have him. in – I don't think so because teams will blitz and they'll force him to block and he won't. That's sometimes those small guys. Sometimes those small guys are shifty. Like remember Sproles? Sure. Yeah. But they're usually they're like stocky, sneaky, not sneaky, strong, and can block a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So next, moving on, tight ends. Concern or confident questions or grades for the tight end unit? I'm lower on the tight ends than you. I'm gonna go uh, B minus. I feel like Kittle is still good, but he's on the downslope of his career. Like whenever he catches a ball in camp, he gets blasted. Like there's a guy on him immediately. He's not getting the separation and just he's not outclassing these athletes the way he used to. In my opinion, maybe that's just maybe I'm wrong, but that's the way I see it. It's always a contested catch with Kittle. And then after him, like Werner's hurt, Dwelly, like they never use him. And I don't know what else they got. They got like Tanner Hudson and Tyler Croft, like. I don't know. I feel like they could have, they could have traded Kittle this offseason and had two good tight ends, but they mm-hmm. have one tight end who's still excellent, but less excellent than he was last yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what they have after that. I like Dwelly, but they don't use him. So, I, and Charlie Warner hasn't been healthy at all. He's coming back from a very serious injury, so I'm a little concerned about the depth here. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've heard the. Um, so I gave them an A minus just because I, I ranked Kittle. Super high, and you could be right. He could be on the downslope, but I still think he—I still think he has the potential to actually be better with Trey Lance than he was with Jimmy Garoppolo. But I guess that's yet to be seen. Uh, but because of Kittle, I put them at an A minus. Dwelly, I think, is going to be there, and I've really heard a lot of good things about this Hudson guy and his hands. Um, so maybe he sneaks in there as a third tight end if they keep one. I'm not sure, uh, but yeah, I have them at an A minus. Fair. Fair. Let's take some questions real quick. We'll get back to the game. Sports card trader says when the Niners are in nickel, Jimmy Ward is the nickel back and more and Huff is safeties. I remember all other corners getting burnt man coverage last year. Thoughts. I think it's clever. I think it's something they'll experiment with, but they haven't experimented with it yet. They're sticking with Denard as their nickel. And I think he probably is going to have to get burned in a game before they decide that that's the wrong move. Cause it is, I think it's the wrong move, but we'll see. I mean, they went with Josh Norman yeah. for a long time last year too. And we'll see if Verrett can come back and be healthy, and that might change things too. U.S. guy in Japan says, what are your thoughts on the dysfunction in the NFC West? AZ law trouble, Rams quarterback trouble. Can this help Lance? Niner fans represent worldwide. Yep, but it seems to me like the, the Niners have their own distraction. Jimmy's still here. So, yeah, yeah one it's of the, a very dysfunctional offseason for the NFC West. Yeah, one of the one of the Arizona running back – the Arizona running back coach was suspended for uh, – 
a domestic battery, I believe. So yeah, I just saw that good. today. Rodrigo says, "Do you see the Niners beating the Broncos uh, week three, Grant?" No, but I, I could be wrong. I mean, when the when the schedule came out, that was one of the losses I predicted for the Niners. That's a tough one. You know, I once asked Ian Williams, "Where's the most difficult place to play in the NFL?" He goes, "Denver." I said, "Really? Not Seattle?" He goes, "Yeah, Seattle's loud, but Denver, you're gassed at halftime." It's yeah. so hard to breathe. That's what I heard. Denver. Mm-hmm. All right, let's keep going. Sorry. All right, cool. So uh, questions or concerns, or excuse me, confident or concerned questions about the offensive mm. line. <laughs> um, that's a tough one. Okay. To me, I'm going to say – Ooh. D plus. D plus. So definitely, D, definitely D, concerned. Yeah, I, I'm going to say like the highest possible failing grade you could have. But to <laughs> me, I, I think it's it's either going to be good, average, or bad. That's what the whole line coach said yesterday. And I think it's teetering between bad and average right now. And it could go either way. Um, good would be a surprise. But look, they got the best left tackle in the game. That's a great start. It's a great start. McGlinchey's a solid right tackle when healthy. We don't really know where he's at. But let's assume he's healthy. That's a good start. After that, I don't know what they got. Aaron Banks, no clue. Uh, Spencer Burford, no clue. And then I don't even think they have a starting center on their team. I think whoever is going to start at center for them isn't on the team yet. They want it to be Brunskill. He can't snap the ball, Ryan. He had a fumble snap today. How many fumble snaps are they going to allow him to have before they move someone else there? And like Jake Brendel, uh, great guy, smart, works hard, measurables, yada, yada, yada. He probably would have proven it at this time. He's 29 years old. He now all the whole league didn't realize that he's a starting center but at 30 they're like, oh my god look what we found i just so you don't have a you don't have a center on the team that's kind of i don't, I don't know man I'm, I'm i'm pessimistic d plus they gotta fix this this is not this is a work in progress i don't like this <laughs> i got i give him a, a c plus because you know obviously you got trent williams that's an right. a plus plus yeah um mcglinchey from what i heard he seems to be doing okay I've heard good things about the rookies, uh, Burford um, and uh, nice. Banks, or second-year man Banks. Yeah. So I, to me, the biggest concern is the center spot, even over those the young guards. Um, so that's why I give them a C plus. Uh, you know, I hear you. It is, you know, even the young guards, they're unproven. So until they do it in a game, we really don't know. I'm just basing everything on what we're hearing. W- would you agree? Because I heard from a, a few people today was probably the O-line's best showing in training camp. It was, but to be fair, like, you know, Armstead wasn't out there. Kinlaw wasn't out there. Um, Bosa had a lot of reps off. It was basically the the, the second string defensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, the okay. offense was in pads. I mean, I think the, the Niners did everything they could to try to even the playing field a little bit, which is fair. I mean, you heard what Brian Greasy said yesterday, right? Someone asked yeah. him, like, how beneficial is it for Trey to go against this, this great defense every day? And he was like – I mean, good and bad. You know, it can't get much harder, which is good. But at the same time, it'd be nice if he could develop some skills and confidence. It's like, yeah. So what I'm seeing is it's so they're so overmatched. And it's not just Trey. It's the whole offense. But they had to even it up a little bit today, and he functioned. That's a win. That's a win. It's hard to function as an offense when Nick Bosa's out there. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. Straight. All you got to do is put him on Mike McGlinchey, and the play's over. I'm sorry, Mike. It's Nick Bosa. All right. Well, the good news is we're not going to face many D lines like, like the Niners D line this year. No, yeah. no. If any, 
All right. Okay. So let's move on to the defensive side. Defense D line. Where do you, you know, are you confident in those guys or are you concerned or do you have questions? What's your grade for them? Um, D line. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give it. Going to give it an A. Going to give it an A. And it could, it has the potential to be an A plus. Uh, Nick Bosa, A plus. Uh, and then. Samson Ebukam, really underrated. Drake, they have a lot of good players. My question is Kinlaw. I think Kinlaw can take it to an A+. Kinlaw, if he – because to me, Kinlaw could be Eric Armstead 2.0. If you had two Eric Armsteads, that'd be better than one. The thing with Kinlaw is he needs to practice a lot to perfect his technique and keep his pad level down. Um, And I haven't seen him really be able to practice more than twice a week in a long time. He didn't practice today. And I understand it's not his call. They're, they're being cautious with him. But at a certain point, he's going to need to be out there every day to make the strides that he needs to make to be great. So um, until I see him just out there every single day, I'm always going to f- be a little concerned, I guess. It's, it's, the, it's the concern, the question, concerned or con- I'm concerned about that. That's the one thing I'm concerned about is that interior but they do have such depth that they should be able to find solid replacements if it doesn't work out. He just, yeah, he's I, the guy that has the potential to be special. Yeah, I, I gave them an A plus um, just because if you compare it to like who else is better in the NFL, I don't really think there is. So it's got you know you got Bosa. Is there is there a better D line in the NFL? I don't I don't think there is. I mean the Rams have a really good D line. It's not as deep, but they do have. Yeah. Their, um, he's he's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty. De- he's all right. He's, de- he's deep. Yeah. <laughs> he's mid as my kids would say. <laughs> hate the game thank you for becoming i appreciate you hold on la uh the romelia sports report says stafford looking super bowl sharp in camp a rod balling cup doing his thing Acres looking explosive again wagner huge upgrade niners stay with this o-line man you have like two receivers <laughs> yeah let's see how Allen robinson does against Traverius ward and emmanuel mosley because i don't think he's going to be getting much separation um, yeah. Another thing I want to point oh, – we'll get there when we talk about the DB, the DBs. Let's keep going. Yeah, they downgraded on, on receiver room uh, in yeah. uh, L.A. All yeah. right, so let's move on to linebackers. Uh, how do you, you – know, are you concerned? Are you confident in the linebackers? Do you have questions? What grade would you give them? I would give the, the linebackers an A+. I feel like the Niners have the best linebackers in the league. I mean, they take Aziz off the field and nickel. That's almost – it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, he could be star. He could be playing 100% of the snaps for a lot of teams in the league. Um, yeah. And, like, they also have the ability to – I mean, Oren Burks is a good backup. Mm-hmm. Demetrius Flanagan – every linebacker on the team is good. And it's partially Robert Sala's legacy. He was a linebacker coach in Jacksonville. He's He has a very – he knows exactly what he's looking for. He was big on the smaller, 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 smaller. This is the passing league. You need guys who can cover. Covering coverage is the most important skill for a linebacker. I think that's that was kind of uh, revolutionary, a little, a little a bit of a new thought for the Niners at least. And D'Amico, mm-hmm. Ryan, look at D'Amico. He was like a 260-pound linebacker 15 yeah. years ago, and uh, now he's coaching guys who are like 220. Mm-hmm. So he's he's carried on what what Salah started. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, Niners seem to like fast linebackers and fast offensive linemen. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, I give them an A. I, it, uh, I find it, so you think the linebacker unit is stronger than the defensive line unit? I just think it's – I mean, well, again, if Kinlaw had no questions, then they would be two A-pluses. But there's no player in the linebacker core with a question like that. 
Warner there every day. Aziz gets hurt sometimes, but he's been there every day. Greenlaw has been there every day. I feel like they're just talented and solid and durable and everything. All, all the things that are good, they have. Okay. <laughs> all right. Last group. Uh, last group. Defensive backs. What do you? You have any? Are you concerned? Confident? You have questions? And what's your grades for those guys? We go A minus. We go A minus. All right. It's the best secondary they've had in a while, but I still am not sold on Talanoa. We'll see. Um, not sold on Denard. We'll see. Ward and Mosley are a hell of a tandem. Traverius Ward and Mosley. They're really good. And what they're doing is they're playing press man coverage. It's so hard for Trey Lance to – I mean, it's like the pass rush is on you, no one's open, and Lance has to wait. You have to wait and wait and wait because it takes a while to beat Traverius Ward in man coverage. It takes a while to beat Emmanuel Mosley in man coverage. So that's cool. The only problem is what happens if one of those guys misses time, like the wide receivers. Mosley misses time every year. Um, who's stepping up after him? Ambry Thomas? Because Ambry Thomas is like a mental case right now. Like he has no confidence at all. So a little concerning. Two starting spots. Got questions. Uh, Diamondor Lenore. They need Jason Fred to come back. They really do. Because he, I don't think you can count on Emmanuel Mosley to play 17 games. If he does, great. Yeah. I, I, I took Jason Fred into the equation when I gave him their grade and gave them an A. Um, to Ward, uh, Mosley, Barrett. That, that is the best – I mean, that's probably the best defensive back unit we've the Niners have had since we had uh, Deion Sanders. Uh, you know, uh, it's a really strong defensive back unit. So I gave him an A. Uh, I have D-line with the highest grade in, on the team, but I think I'm, I'm hoping that Kinlaw uh, can live up to his potential this year. So we'll see. Yeah, I think I feel kind of silly not having the D-line as the highest graded unit on the team. I mean, it's the most impactful unit. But you got to give those linebackers credit. They're good too. Yeah. They're good too. Well, that was it. But let me ask you one more. How do you sure. grade the organization? 49ers. Con question, concern or confident in the organization or questions? And how would you grade them this year? That's a really good question. I feel like they're a they're a real solid B organization. And it's not that Kyle's a B or John Lynch is a B. I think they actually do the best they can given the ownership that they have to me, like the Yorks act like they want to win and they say that they want to win, but they're not as committed to it as like Joe Lacob, for example. And like this year, I mean, they just went to the NFC championship and it feels like the Yorks told Shanahan and Lynch, like, look, we're not going to spend as much this year. Act accordingly. We spent a lot the last few years. Like really what kind of owner is that? So I feel like you have these highly, comp a highly competitive coach, a highly competitive GM doing the best they can with, the Yorks, who are money printers. I mean, look at their stadium. Their, that stadium says everything of what they are. It's in the wrong city. It doesn't look like anything. It's generic and bare bones, really. That's hot. And I feel like, you know what I'm saying? It's So really, they're, they, them alone, ownership, I, I would put them low. But they got John and Kyle. And it seems like those two really work very well, given the confinements that they're stuck with. Yeah. In New York. It's not like they're, I mean, McVeigh has unlimited cash down in LA. That guy who, what's his, what's his, forget his, Cronky. Unlimited, mm. worth $10 billion. The Yorks over here, like, are invested in like 50 companies. How much cash do they have? It's all an investment. I, I don't know. Anyway, I, I, organization. 
I think they're doing a good, like you said, there, there's three things that I would love to see them do. They would let me know that, okay, we're all in 100% trying to win this Super Bowl. One was just get rid of Jimmy, sign a top-notch center, sign a top-notch wide receiver, and that the ship may have sailed on the receiver. Treader's still out there. You can still get rid of Jimmy. If they, if they did those three things, I would think they did an amazing job, and I think they did a good job, but they're, they're just missing that all-in all like DeBartolo uh, in the 90s. Like, go out and get freaking Deion Sanders or, you know, do something to just really push you over the top. Um, but other than that, I, I think you're right, B-plus in that area. Let me ask you a question. What's a better organization? The 49ers, who have reached the playoffs twice – excuse me, who have reached the Super Bowl twice in the last two year, 10 years and have had numerous NFC championship runs, also a lot of bad years and not – they've never really had sustained success over the last 20 years under Yorks. Or – Pittsburgh, winning season every year, hasn't really done much in the playoffs since they won the Super Bowl, which they did. Uh, overall, overall, Pittsburgh, overall, it would be Pittsburgh. I agree. I agree. Yeah, and it, That's a good organization. You know, I think fans get frustrated with me on Twitter and with me on YouTube and, and, and stuff sometimes because, uh, you know, I was born in 79 from the time, from the time I was born to the time I graduated high school, the 49ers won five Super Bowls, right? Since then, they haven't really they haven't won a Super Bowl. Going into the first Super Bowl with Harbaugh, they never lost a Super Bowl that they went to. That was the first Super Bowl loss that we had. Then Kyle Shannon went and got the second Super Bowl loss. Yeah. So I I think my standards, the reason why I'm critical, I'm a bit jaded because I long for the days of the 80s and 90s, and I'm hoping we can really just make a push to get there. I think if they would have made those three moves, I just went over. That would have shown me that they're all in. Um, I think they're doing a great job. Great job. I'm happy that we're relevant again. But that's why I'm so critical of this organization. I just want to see them get back there. I feel like the Niners are like the Celtics of the of the NFL. Like they're the they're the they're the premier franchise, but they're always kind of looking to the past. You know, like trying to recreate what they had in the glory years, and they and they they can't. They come close sometimes. Anyway, I don't know why I went there, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Rams fans always on Niners and Hawks chats because they don't have enough fans to start their own. That's probably true. I would have to say. <laughs> I'm just saying. But that's smart. I swear. Yeah. I, 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 hey, the Ramelia Sports Report is always welcome here. Who do you think – what do you think about the Willie Sneed signing? We talked about the beginning, but real quick, we think that uh, either he's completely washed because he has bounced around a little bit, or he might start some games for the Niners. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> good summary they need a, a backup wide receiver who can start if Debo or Ayuk misses some time because I don't know they have that guy on this team and Willie Sneed was that guy his whole career now he's almost 30 I don't know Sneed has more experience starting and, and, and getting substantial minutes than anybody on the team besides Debo and Ayuk see I got you saying minutes I got you thinking basketball it's my fault I mean, <laughs> okay. I'm always basketball I'm yeah. always in basketball I'm always, yeah. I like it all right, uh, time for me to go write an article about Willie Sneed, who I am an expert on. Thank you very much for watching, everyone. Ryan, it's a pleasure as always. All right, man. Have a good weekend. You too.